Welcome to Shooting the Frisbees with your hosts, Jake and Randy, discussing all things freestyle frisbee and whatever else that comes up. Welcome to Shooting the Frisbees with Jake and Randy. Hey, Randy, how's it going? Hey, it's going good. Uh, it's nice to have you here in person doing the podcast. We haven't had this opportunity yeah. yet, so kind of nice to be able to look across the table and That's see you. Very different experience, I know. First time that we're in the same place. I know. Uh, technology is amazing that we are able to interview and talk to each other across the world without having to I know. Like last, last week we did this, I was in... Newport, Oregon. You're oh, in Portland, and Portland. we're both here in Seattle, yep. looking at each other. So pretty cool. Too bad we don't have our guest with us in person, Bill yes. Wright. So we have Bill Wright here talking to us about the old days and telling us some stories. So how's it going, Bill? Thanks for joining us. Good, thank you, thank you. It's uh, it's going really good. We're we're barely into the twenties here in Colorado, so it's a bit chilly. So oh my God. need some gym time. Yeah, no kidding. That's a little too cold to jam outside. <laughs> um, so, Bill, I wanted to, I know you've told me this story before, but it's been a really long time. So I wanted to see if you'd be willing to tell us on the podcast. Um, you were traveling in a van with a bunch of people and uh, there was a gas station stop involved. And uh, I'll let you tell the whole story and we'll see. We'll see what happens. Amazing how the story takes on different uh, different things <laughs> along the way. I, you know, I could uh, say that Beth Verish is responsible for changing this story in many times and many ways. But um, <laughs> the way it really happened was <laughs> tell stories, and it's like the telephone game; it gets passed. Exactly. Yeah. She's bad at that. She's yeah. bad or good, whatever. However you want to yeah, consider yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah, an yeah. Right. But what's good is that you get to set the record straight here. So okay, well, <laughs> right. I'll, I'll try. First of all, it was just. Doug and I and his truck with a camper top on the back of it. So it was really no communication between the, you know, if you were in the camper, then you couldn't really speak to the person in the, in the cab of the truck driving. Um, so, so Doug and I were driving out to the U S open and, uh, I think it was probably 84 U S open is my guess. Uh, um, and, uh, we were, you know, at, and you know, obviously, 1984. There's no cell phones or anything like that, and and uh, um, we were, you know, just uh, both of us were, you know, fairly recently out of college. Nobody, you know, I had the store at the time, but uh, you know, pretty meager living at that point. But um, um, so we're driving, and you know, I I love Vegas. I love to gamble and stuff like that. So we're driving. I'm kind of sleeping in the back, and I know we're we're you know that's starting to get starting to get dark and and uh i know we're about to get to vegas and stuff like that so uh you know i kind of you know semi wake up and and doug pulls off the uh the interstate um onto an off-ramp and i thought we were pulled off and parked at a gas station or something like that so i i I jump out of the the back of the the camper uh and and i'm staring at headlights facing me because we're on an off-ramp we're not we're not anywhere else and and so i turned around and looked back and Doug drove away and the door was flapping, you know, you know, cause I had left it open and I, so I had to run and get out of the way of the no car. They, they wanted to run into me and, and I'm like, Oh, 
I don't really have, you know, much with me. I basically had my shirt and my sandals and my sh- you know, shorts on and, and uh, uh, had my so glasses, you're, luckily. You're in your sleeping gear. Well, yeah, yeah, basically. And, and you're on, and, an, and, on uh, an off-ramp, basically in your pajamas. In, in, in Las Vegas in and, and, oh 1984. And so, so I'm like, oh shit, there, there he goes. Um, I went yelling and waving and, and, uh, uh, you know, he just drives, drives off. Uh, he, he eventually hears the door open and, and he had pulled, you know, shortly after that, he had made a U-turn someplace in some parking lot. And he thought I got out at the parking lot, which was, you know, a little bit down the road from where I actually got off. So he kept circling around to this parking lot looking for me. And I had gotten out, you know, on the off ramp a bit earlier. So I was in this diner kind of hanging there with no money, nothing, no money, no phone. Uh, you know, I borrowed a quarter, I think, to make a call. I called back home uh, to tell them where I was. And I called the uh, actually called the police department, I think, to tell them, you know, if some guy, you know, is looking for me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's crazy. I can't imagine what's going through Doug's head, right? He's like, yeah, so, where the so heck he, is Bill? He, he, you know, of course, Doug just was pissed, you know, and, and uh, so. I'm thinking <laughs> compassion. He's like, no compassion. Where yeah, are he, you? He had, he had no compassion at that point. And, and so eventually, you know, Doug was like, well, screw it. I'm leaving. You know, and <laughs> the, I, I was I was there for I was basically in in that diner for almost 10 hours, just kind of trying to figure it out what to do. And, 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 wow. you know, uh, um, um, I, I think he was going out with Carolyn at the time. And so, so we'd kind of gotten a message to Carolyn that, that, you know, where I was and stuff like that. Well, at that time he was 90 miles out of Vegas on his way to LA. And, uh, you know, and Carolyn's like, you turn around and go back and get him. <laughs> Yeah, Carolyn, good call. <laughs> and and then, I, and then I was like, I, I, I had given up. I was hitchhiking. I just went out. And I'm, I'm just going to hitchhike the rest of the way. So, um, so, so I ended up hitchhiking and getting getting a ride and you know this you know dirty hot car and you know no food. I was starving and and just uh, uh, just going all the way. Eventually, got a uh, you know I kept telling my story and people would laugh and stuff. And eventually, I got a ride with this guy that you know had. Uh, you know, owned a bunch of restaurants and stuff like that. Really nice guy. And, and I was like, you know, he drove me to the spot and lent me 20 bucks. And, and I said, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll pay back. I'll send you, what's your address? And I ended up, you know, sending him money and sending him a bunch of discs eventually. And but he gave me money for a cab to get there. And then I, I actually didn't have enough money for the cab. And so when I got there, I had to run and knock on somebody's, you know, car door and say, hey, can you lend me a couple more bucks to pay this cab? And so I ended so up... You, but- but you say when you got there, you got to the tournament site. Yeah, I got right to the tournament site eventually. I just had them drive and, and leave me right at the tournament site, and or the cab ended up driving me right there, and and uh, and and I essentially beat Doug there. So, um, <laughs> did he turn around to go get you? Yeah, because he went back to go get oh me. Oh my and, god! And and so you know it was just it was it was quite the reunion when we finally saw each other again, and and. Uh, uh, you know, it ended up getting written up in the in the uh, you know Irvine newspaper and stuff like that. They told the whole story because we eventually won the won the tournament, and so it was it was quite the quite the story that went around. So, so yeah, that was that was probably one of the best adventures of many. There was there was actually many uh, really 
awesome adventures. I'm sure that that's what we did. You know, we, we would you know, do road trips to get to these events and, and do anything we could to get there. And, and uh, uh, it, that ended up being, you know, half the fun is, is the whole thing. I mean, our, you know, the Coloradicals went off in, in, uh, in 19, the summer of 1980 in my VW bug and essentially drove 5,000 miles to different tournaments in a, in a bug. Um, including, you know, parking in New York City and getting the the bug broken into and them taking everything except for uh, our Grateful Dead tapes for some reason. And and, uh, uh, and then the next year we did it in Rick's van. We we did 15,000 miles in Rick's van going from tournament to tournament following primarily Paul Mary's van and 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 uh, uh, Joey and and Jane's van around the country going from tournament to tournament you know it was just it was just an incredible experience that yeah you know, I, I would never I'm, trade for anything that's, yeah I and I, I I didn't have as much of that experience because I, I stopped going there sort of in the early 80s but I mean the idea of hitchhiking now is just not even something that would cross your mind but it was we just did it without even thinking. I mean, I was 16 years old and I'm hitchhiking to tournaments, <laughs> and my mom is totally cool with it. You know? Wow, yeah. You have a unique mom. <laughs> well, it was also a unique time. So you didn't feel like she was putting me in danger. So yeah, and, right. And she really wasn't. I mean, it was not. It's a different time. So yeah. you guys are living in a van. How did you feed yourselves? What was your income source? Well, yeah, it, it, the, interesting that you say that. Um, uh, so, so we had uh, kind of become the the discraft uh, you know, little uh, uh, sponsored group, you know, because they really had never done that before, and so so they were kind of giving us discs uh, and stuff like that. Plus, we had this club that we had started back back in, in uh, Fort Collins called the Grateful Disc, and the Grateful Disc was uh, you know our little uh, thing that we had on campus and we'd run events with and things like that. So, so we had kind of grateful disc merchandise and Colorado merchandise and we'd, we'd sell frisbees and t-shirts, you know, out of the van as, as we went to tournaments and it basically, you know, got us from one place to the next, you know, and that was, that was really it. And, and, and of course that, that transitioned into, into the right life and, and what we uh, decided, you know, we were, I was just going, geez, nobody's got this stuff, man. We, we could, I could start a store, you know, and I, graduating in business management and I was like I got to do something with my life what am I going to do uh-huh. you know I'm, I'm young maybe I maybe I should just try to you know open a store and sell frisbees and t-shirts you know and you know it, it turned into a little bit more than that we decided we needed some other types of merchandise and stuff like that but uh but really that's that was that was it that was you know getting from from tournament to tournament and and selling merchandise turned into the right life Wow, you saw the you saw the business opportunity right there, and yeah. you said, "Huh, how do I parlay this into making a living?" That's, that's amazing. Cool. Yeah, that's, I hadn't heard that part of the story of the right life before. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I didn't yeah. realize that that was the seed of it either. Yeah, it was just, and it just, you know, I, you know, you're thinking, yeah, maybe, you know, I'll give it a go. I'm young. I don't, I don't, don't really have a family or anything like that. You know, I can, uh, I can give this go for a while, and it's been 36 years. And you had the right name. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, I think that was a, 
Uh, well, I think it was it was Carolyn that came up with the most fun wins. I'm like, you know, I just I, I you know, you'd always heard that the person that dies with the most toys wins, you know, and I'm like, I don't want to have to die to win. What are we what are we going to have? We're, oh, oh, let's let's. And then Carolyn said something like, how about the most fun wins? You know, and I'm like, OK, that's good. Let's keep that. <laughs> oh, that's great. Here's a question for you, Bill. Sort of, so if you could go back and be 20 years old again. <laughs> What decade would you transport yourself back in in freestyle? Well, I there is nothing like the freshness of when it's brand new. You know, so so that that end of the 70s, the early 80s, I mean, just I mean, everywhere we went, people were like Oh my God! I've never seen anything like that before, you know. And and I don't I don't know what it is about you know being on that that cutting edge of something. And and you know we we kind of were like oh we have, we know lots of people that do this, you know. And and so we it was kind of surprising to us the the amount of that that we got. But you really, uh, if you think back on it, there there really wasn't that much exposure for frisbee at all. And, 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 you know, again, you know, you don't have, you know, the internet or YouTube or, or anything like that. No. So nobody was, was seeing this stuff except when they saw it live. And so we could, we could go and, and you know, anywhere and, and, you know, set up and, and start playing. And that's what we did in between tournaments is we, we'd stop in a park and practice and, and, you know, we'd always get some attention and people coming around and, you know, so we just, we just, uh, we kind of embellished in those situations. And it was, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think that, that there's any other situation that, that I would, I would like to relive except for those, those really early days and, and the relationships and, and how, you know, everything that was going on back then, we, we really felt like, you know, I've, I've said this a lot of times to people that, you know, we, we were kind of the second generation of, of, frisbee players you know the you know the storks and the kirklands and things uh you know and and even joey were you know they really kind of got things going but we came around just after that and i i i feel like it, we were the same way with you know with kind of the the whole counterculture and the hippie culture and stuff like that we were just after that and people were kind of you know they were kind of like oh well you know we've seen this before we, we won't bother these guys and so we feel like we really had a free reign at stuff we could do whatever we wanted and there was no you know no rules about how we had to play or what we had to do or and, and uh, um so th- I, th- I think that that time was re- really uh really special and 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 something you can't ever recreate because it was it was organic it was it was something that just kind of happened with us and and uh we just uh you know jumped in and and had fun with it and then went about our our merry ways in terms of careers and things like that but uh uh that was that was that was fun times yeah what i love about your answer is it sounds like you're saying you wouldn't change a thing. Exactly what you did is is what you would do again. <laughs> I, 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 I would, you I don't would. want to be twenty and be dropped into right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, although no. that would be cool. Yeah, but uh, but it, yeah, it was fun. I I think you know probably a lot of people's lives were you know that that college era and and stuff. There's just nothing like it. I mean, you know, I, I tried to translate that to my kids and you know they didn't have they didn't have the same experiences as i did but but uh but it was uh 
you know, I don't know, it was the convergence of, of all things happening uh, and, and, you know, maybe some things not happening yet that, that really made it a, a special time. Well, there you go. Bill Wright saying, you know, there's nothing like being present in the time that you were. Yeah, I you know. I hope that when I'm the age of Bill that I can look back on my life and think exactly the same thing. All right, Jake, uh, we'll see you next week. Yep, talk to you then. Thanks for listening to Shooting the Frisbees with Jake and Randy. To contact us or for more info, check out our website at frisbeeguru.com.